Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. What a powerful song. Hallelujah. Come, let's pray over the offering. Jesus, the lover of my soul. Hallelujah. Powerful. Father, we thank you for this offering. We bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus, the lover of my soul. Hallelujah. It's fantastic. Okay. Um, memory verse for the day. A very long one. Hope you are sharp and alert this morning. Second Chronicles 2020. One, two, go. And for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to teach you about a very important habit. A very important habit. Habits are important. Habits are important. Okay? Good habits will make you. Bad habits will destroy you. Hallelujah. Good habits will make you. Bad habits will destroy you. That's the thing about habits. Do you understand? Yeah. So, she sang a song. Jesus, lover of my soul. That's the song you sang, right? Jesus, I will never let you go. Jesus, lover of my soul. Jesus, I will never let you go. Jesus, lover of my soul. Jesus, I will never let you go. Hallelujah. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? Jesus, no, Jesus, lover of my soul. What, 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 what it tells us, or what what we learn from st- that statement is that when you love somebody who has fallen in love before, <laughs> I say I'm asking the question: Who has fallen in love before? You have fallen in love before. First, you have fallen in love before. <laughs> I say who has fallen in love before? You have fallen in love before? Really? So what? So Francis, when you were in love, what, what did you do? What happened? <laughs> Amen. Amen. When you're in love, you want to spend time with the person regardless and no matter what. That's it. That's actually what it is. That's actually what it is. When you assign that you are in love, that you want to spend time with the person, no matter what, wherever they place, don't care. 
That's love. That's a sign that you are in love. Yeah. Actually, it's a cardinal sign that you are in love. The fact that you want to be with the person. Alone. Alone. When you are in love with somebody and you are then a, a, a third person comes, both of you get agitated. It's like, when will you go away? <laughs> go home, please. <laughs> and the person who doesn't know that you're talking, 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 talking go home, go home. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> Leave us alone. Go, go, go. Yeah. That's a sign. It, it's a sign that you are with your lover. Jesus, lover of my soul. Yeah. Are you hearing me? I said, are you hearing me? Yeah. That person is an intruder. Go. That's what they don't see that you, they don't see the thing and they are sitting there. <laughs> yes. They don't go. You know, why am I saying that? You see, I am talking about the important habit of a quiet time. So I'm talking about quiet time. We're going to talk about quiet time. Hallelujah. Quiet time. Okay? Which represents time spent alone with God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Time spent alone with God. Hallelujah. The first thing that happens during quiet time is that and not, you see, quiet times, during quiet time, you develop the most important relationship of your life. That's the first thing you want to know. During quiet time, and I'm talking about quiet time with the Lord, you develop the most important relationship in your life. And the most important relationship in your life is not the one between you and your girlfriend. It's not the one between you and your boyfriend. It's not the one between you and your BFF. But the most important relationship in your life is the one between you and your God. We all have, we all, we all have relationships. How many have BFFs? You have a BFF? Who's your BFF? Who's your BFF? Huh? I can't hear you. Who? Charity? Charlie! Charlie! FF! <laughs> I hear you! <laughs> yeah! That's all! Say, Charlie is her BFF! <laughs> yes! Who's your BFF? Huh? You don't know? You don't have one? One over there, who's your BFF? Athia. Your sister is BFF. That's all. It's working. BFF. So, you don't have BFFs. So, you have so many relationships. Relationship between you and your boss. Relationship between, you see, relationship between, a relationship between you and your boss is important. Relationship between you and your wife is important. Relationship between you and your spouse is important. Relationship between your friends is important. But the most important relationship 
is the relationship between you and your God. Hallelujah. That's the most important relationship. Because you see, all these people have input into your life and they can help you to a certain point. But the one who can take you, who can keep you, who can protect you, his name is Jehovah. That is why you have to know him. You have to know him. You have to develop a personal relationship with him. And that is the effect of quiet time. Quiet time makes you develop a personal relationship. Hallelujah. Personal relationship with God. You know him personally. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You have a personal relationship. On Tuesday, uh, I, 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 I was talking about mature Christian uh, problems or mistakes. And one of the most scary verses in the Bible, see, one of the most scary verses, it's very scary in the Bible, is when Jesus said, Look, he said, But Lord, 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 we cast out demons in your name, we did miracles in your name. And I was shocked when Jesus answered that, get away, you are lying. He didn't say they were lying. I wish Jesus would have said, can you show me that scripture? I wish Jesus would have said, oh, liars, get away. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. So it is what the people were saying was true. They did cast out demons. Many would say to me that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name done wonderful works. You see, that's what they were saying. So I was expecting that Jesus, oh, you did what? You are a liar. But he didn't say that. He didn't say that. What did he say? What did he say? Next verse, please. No, no, go back. And he said, and, then, and, I'll, and I'll profess to them, I never knew you. He didn't say you didn't do what, he didn't say what you, he did not say you did not do what you were saying. But I didn't know you. That's the danger. It's, it, do you get it? So what Jesus was trying to say, so we can infer from this scripture, you can work for somebody, you can do somebody with somebody's name, but the person doesn't know you. That's the danger. You can do somebody. You can, you see, because you see, the fact that they, they are responding because they respect the name. But they, you see, because somebody can actually come and say, that, Look, Reverend said, Give me $2. And because maybe, you see, somebody can come, Michelle, Michelle, Reverend said, Give me $2. Maybe I haven't told the person that, oh, I haven't said anything, but the person goes, oh, Maybe I can, Francis can say, oh, Michelle, Reverend said, Give me $2. No, I haven't spoken to Francis at all. But because Michelle respects my name, he will give Francis the $2. Meanwhile, I have not spoken to Francis at all. So the response is a respect for the name. It does not mean you know the person. Are you hearing me? So demons respect Jesus' name. At the mention of that name, every knee shall bow. So sometimes they will respond because of the power in the name. But they, but they don't know him personally. And Jesus said, look, this is one of the most shocking verses in the Bible. He said, look, you don't know me. In other words, knowing me is more important than working for me. 
or doing my works. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It means knowing me is far superior. Hallelujah. And one of the ways that you develop this personal relationship is quite time. Because yours truly, anybody that you spend a personal time with, you know each other. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? In fact, some people even say that, I don't know how true it is, but some people say that when people marry for a long time, they begin to even look like each other. Is it true? I don't know. Yeah. They say when people marry for a long time, at the point, they begin to look like each other. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, a quiet time is one of the most important uh, relationships you can form. Hallelujah. Yeah. Knowing God. Personally, see, even if you have been to school, you find out, you see, and a quiet time is time alone. Quiet time is time alone with God. Not in church. Okay? We're going to have to, do a, have, to have a quiet time. Quiet time is time alone with God. Quiet them. Jesus, lover of my soul. Time alone with your beloved. You are talking at each other. You are smiling at each other. A third person disturbs you. I mean, when you are with your beloved or somebody you love, even your phone, you turn it off. Some of you want the phone rings. I know what I'm talking about. As you are with him, coolly, and you are relaxing. The phone, the phone rings now. Decline. You don't want any disturbance. Yeah. Especially if you have been apart for a long time. So the few days that you are together. <laughs> I speak by prophecy. <laughs> you don't want disturbances at all. Because you want quality time. Quiet. Hallelujah. And we, we, you need, we need to spend that time with the most important person. Hallelujah. So it's not a public time. In fact, I'll tell you what. Even in school, even in school, the students who do well Okay, those who do well in school are the ones that who after the lecture they go back to their room and study alone. Yeah. Yeah. Is that true? Because you find that whatever they said in the lecture, when you come and read by yourself alone, you get more understanding. That is why you don't go and write an exam without studying. You just do what they said in the classroom. You have to come. Go over what they said alone. Get your own understanding. Hallelujah. 
So those of you who don't like to study alone, that's why you don't do well. All your studying is in public. Hmm? Are you hearing me? That's why they give you homework. Homework alone. Hallelujah. So you develop, you develop the most important relationship in your life. Hallelujah. Yeah, you make time with your creator. Hallelujah. And you see, and it's, what am I talking about? You see, it's a habit you have to develop. Hallelujah. Greg, are you understanding me? It's a habit. You see, habits, there are good habits and there are bad habits. Good habits will make you. Bad habits will destroy you. Hmm? You know that? There are good habits and there are bad habits. And one great man said, the habits that you form in the first part of your life will determine how you live the second part of your life. And that's true. The habits that you form during the first half of your life will determine how you live the second half of your life. Habits. Good habits and bad habits. Okay? Can you give me an example? I'm preaching to everybody, but these are my tutorial students. Give me an example of a good habit. What is a good habit? Give me a microphone. A good habit is to what? Say, what did you say again? Everybody going to give me a good habit. Um, going to sleep early. Going to sleep early is a good habit. It's a good habit. Powerful. What is a good habit? Um, cleansliness. Cleansliness. Washing the dishes and cleansliness, right? It's a good habit. What is a good habit? Brushing your teeth. Brushing your teeth. It's a very good habit habit. Doing your homework every day. Doing your homework every day. It's a very good habit. Not skipping your classes. No skipping classes. It's a good habit. Listening to your parents. What is that? Listening to your parents. Listening to your parents. Put your hands together. It's a very good habit. Listening to your teacher. Listening to your teacher. It's a very good habit. Getting good grades. Huh? Getting good grades. Getting good grades. It's a good goal, not a good habit. <laughs> good. Studying. Studying is a good habit. Okay, reverse. Give me one bad habit. One bad habit. Sleeping very late. Sleeping very late. Negative of it. You are right. <laughs> um, bad habit. I know. Skip it if you're not sure. Bad habit. Don't take snacks without asking your parents. Don't take snacks without asking your parents. It's a very bad habit. <laughs> That's a good one. Being disobedient. Being disobedient is a bad habit. Staying on a device too long. Oh, I think I'll post. That's all that I wanted. That was the one I was waiting for. That is the one I was waiting for. Staying on a device too long. That's all that put your hands together for her. <laughs> that is all that I was waiting for. Uh, seriously. It's a bad habit. Very, very bad habit. Because it is a habit that as you develop in your formative, when you grow, even at 
at your workplace, you find grown-up adults who cannot concentrate on their work because they develop a bad habit of staying on gadgets. That's actually what I was looking for. Even they are grown-up. But because they've developed a bad habit of always wanting to play a gadget, video game, I've seen residents in between patients, you see them playing games. Very bad habit. So that's actually the one I was waiting for. Put your hands together for her. <laughs> Very bad habit. <laughs> Staying on the gadget for too long. It's a bad habit. You see, and you form it in your formative years. Okay? And after you form it, it's not easy to break it. So you will see that your potential from is, is, you, 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 your, your potential limited. Because you simply lack the discipline. Because what that thing it, it, it leads to a lack of discipline life. You cannot discipline yourself. Yeah. Hallelujah. That is why sleeping is a good habit. Amen. Hallelujah. Church, are you here with me? So we are talking about habits. Brushing your teeth. It's a good habit. Learn to brush your teeth every day. It's a good habit. And they say you should brush it for two minutes. I don't know. I'm not a dentist. Is it two minutes? Three. How many on each quadrant? I thought it was two minutes. Okay. Because you're supposed to divide it into four. 30 seconds, 30 seconds, something like that. Because you, so, 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 it's not just brushing your teeth. 20, uh, 30 seconds, you are done. You have to spend time brushing teeth. Make sure. That's why bathing is a good habit. It's a good body to learn to bath. Every day, at least every day. It's a good habit. Because otherwise, later on in life, it will affect you. You find that you are married and you come back. <laughs> yeah. That's why they teach tropical hygiene for girls. Hallelujah. It's a good habit. Yeah. And bad habits. That's why we teach about, even as a Christian, the habit of no Bible, no breakfast. It's a good habit to form. Such that unless you have read your Bible, you don't eat breakfast. NBNB. You see, when you form that habit, when you form that habit, whilst you are even young, when you get old and very busy, because, you see, the thing about habits is that after you develop it, when you, you do them reflexly, it becomes routine. So, 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 so that is why if you are used to brushing your teeth before you eat, you find that on the day that you cannot brush it, you can't even want to. It doesn't. But if you are used to eating without brushing your teeth, no problem. So when you develop the habit of, when you develop the habit of, if I don't read my Bible, I don't eat. You see, you find out that even on the day that something is happening, I cannot read your Bible, somehow when you are even eating, you feel weird because you know that something is missing. Hallelujah. 
So I'm talking about the habit of a quiet which is a good habit. Quiet time alone with God. You see, the, the thing about habits is that they are more like principles. In fact, it, it will amaze you that successful people have certain habits. And failing people also have certain habits. It's, it's amazing. If you look at people who are successful, it, it doesn't matter that in. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter the field that they are successful in. Whether they are successful as businessmen, whether they are successful, successful as athletes, whether they are successful as pastors, they seem to have characteristics. And if you see people who fail into in, in, in that area, they have, look. For example, if you even even athletes, the ones who are very good, one of their practicing habits, the number of hours they spend training. Yes. Yes. Why don't you see them good? They have disciplined themselves. The number of hours they spend training. And you, you can see that the same thing is the same. If you see a successful businessman, the number of time he spent doing research. If you see a successful pastor, the number of time he stops starts praying. So it's a, it's, it's a discipline. That is why that is why I have come to notice that people who are lazy at work are also lazy in church because it's also a discipline. Look, when the person is lazy, he's lazy everywhere. Don't be deceived at all. When somebody is lazy, he's lazy across board. When somebody is hard working to their hard working across board. Why do you think that even in the church you find the same few people doing everything? I tell you, habit, disciplined people, athletes, everybody, like even the. Uh, one of the things that you find, like, uh, even when you talk about these basketball stars, when were t- somebody was talking to about this guy, um, not even LeBron, the guy who shoots triple, uh, Steph Curry. I was surprised. They say he comes, he comes very early. Before everybody comes, he'll be throwing the ball. They say the same thing about Kobe Bryant. He comes very early. They say something about uh, LeBron James. They come very early. They have a, a work ethic. They say the same thing about Tiger Woods. You know, he started playing again. Tiger Woods hits a thousand balls every day. One thousand golf balls every day. Go, try playing golf and see. My wife was talking. I took her to the golf course. She, now she saw that there's a difference. It's different from cooking. <laughs> he thought it was the same. Oh, this is not. I said, come, come. There's a ball here. Take a stick and hit it. And you will realize that it is easier said than done. You see, most of you think, oh, a ball here and a stick. Oh, try it. And this guy does a thousand every day. So you can see why he's cool. You think 
preachers who preach well, the amount of time they spend studying the word of God and praying. Are you hearing me? Successful people have certain habits. That is why I was, I was that is why I was sort of shocked, but I learned a lot. When I heard, I learned a lot, but I was not surprised. I was not surprised, and I learned a lot. When I heard that Oprah Winfrey said she does not watch television. Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey says she does not watch TV. What does that tell you? It means if you watch a lot of TV, you cannot be successful like her. The one who, who you, are, you are watching and re-recording and watching and doing He has a TV station herself, but she doesn't watch TV. Yeah. The message he's trying to send to you is that spending your time in front of a screen will not make you so. So as you are admiring her, oh, she's so great. Learn from her that she does not spend her time video gaming and watching TV. I said, hey, it's a wonderful world. Though. The woman who's making watch TV. Yeah. Habits. Successful people. Look, most successful people do not spend their time behind the screen. I'm talking about habits. You are not likely to succeed if you spend your whole time behind screens. I can tell you that. If you find anybody in any discipline, one or two that they don't do, they don't spend too much time behind screens. I'm telling you, go and do a research. You know of every soap opera, every everything. Series one, series two, series three. Season one, season two, season three. Inside out. I saw you are broke. I was very surprised when I heard that. He said, he does not watch television. Yeah. Church, are you hearing me? I'm talking about habits. Hallelujah. Amen. Good habits. Good habits bad habits. You spend your whole time watching TV. Spend your whole time WhatsApping. I, I, I will not be surprised if Mark Zuckerberg does not go on Facebook. I'm not surprised. They created for you. You spend your time on they make money off you. <laughs> yeah. I will not be surprised. Yeah. Hallelujah. So what, see, what, what they are trying to tell us is that the amount of time that, that, that you're, uh, I, mean, I mean, the amount of time you spend doing idle things will not make you successful. Hallelujah. She said, he does not. I said, hey, this woman, she doesn't watch TV. She has a TV station. Successful. It's the same. Look, when you see, you see, there, there is, that is why, you see, that is why a certain group of people, they can never prosper. Yeah. You see, that simple habit of even ability to take care of things. Listen to me carefully. You cannot take care of things. Why do you expect to prosper? If you cannot take care of the least of this, how can you take more of the, the greater ones? 
You find a group of people, they cannot take care of anything. If, if they even rent an apartment, the way they even trash the apartment. I'm telling you. You watch them. The apartment that they have rented, which the government is paying for them, it's not even their own money. They cannot even clean the toilet. They never own anything. A user mind. Hallelujah. So I'm talking about habits. Amen. So even in the Bible, see, I'm talking about quiet. So I'm talking about the habit of a quiet time. I'm talking about the habit. Let us all develop the habit of a quiet time. So the quiet time becomes part and parcel of us. So that on the day that you don't have your quiet time, you feel weird. You feel that there's something missing. You see, when you develop a habit, and you feel that there's something missing. Something like, hmm. Something, ah, I didn't do this. Even, even, you see, even, even the habit of praying before you eat. See, when you develop that habit, even when you, you, are, you forget to pray, in the middle of the food, you remember oh, having prayed. Then you just do some one to one to say. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I am talking about the habit of a quiet time. Amen. And like I said, great people have certain habits. Hallelujah. Church, are you hearing me? So to be successful. You must follow the habits of successful people. To be a failure too, you can follow the habits of failing people. It's as simple as that. Church, are you hearing me? And I said one of the habits of highly successful people is the habit of quiet time. Me, I was very surprised though, when even George Bush says he wakes up early morning to pray. When I said that the president of the United States, who's controlling the whole world, who has the time to wake up in the morning to pray and read his Bible. You your small job at this bodega. You don't have time to. <laughs> I the pre- in the president of the United States. I hear me. The pastor of the largest church in the world, as of today, Doctor Yonggi Cho, Doctor Cho. He has a regular habit of waking up at three o'clock every day for the past fifty years. 3 a.m. Every day. And he will dress up like he's going to work. He wake up in the morning, brush his teeth, he's dress up like he's going to work and then move from his bedroom into his study. That's his workplace. And then he begins to pray and study the word of God. Every day. Have you seen why his church is the largest in the world? And he's an old man. He's been doing it for a long time. Billy Graham said the same thing. Say prayer and studying. The hallmark of a good evangelist. They do 
it every day. Hallelujah. And in the Bible, we see that success, most, so you see, successful people have good habits. And people who, who in the Bible shows us how important quiet time is. One is Moses. Moses. Church, are you here with me? Exodus chapter 34. I can tell you more about them. But Exodus 34, let's read from verse 1. Exodus. Exodus 34. We learned, we learned a few things about Moses' quiet time. Here. And the Lord said unto Moses, Heal thee two tables of stone, like unto the first. And I will write upon these tables the words that were in the tables, which thou breakest. So, and be ready in the morning. Everyone say in the morning. I'm talking about Moses' quiet time, which is a prototype, an example of a quiet time. If you want to learn quiet time, you can learn from Moses. The first one was early in the morning. He rose up what? I can't hear. He rose up what? He rose up what? It means to have an, a quiet, an effective quiet time, do it in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, Reb, I'm busy. I'll come. I'm a pastor. All of us. When we don't do the quiet in the morning, it doesn't happen. Don't look at me. I'm telling you. I'm being honest. Even me. <laughs> Even me. By the time you oh, I'll do it when I come back. By the time you come back from work, the wahala, the plates, the post, the assignment, time gone. Quiet time zero. So deep, so that is why sleeping early is a good habit, so that you can wake up early and do your quiet time. You cannot sleep at 12 minutes and wake up at 3. You'll be tired. You won't wake up. <laughs> I learned it from Bishop. Bishop told him recently. By 8 o'clock, he's asleep. So he can wake up early. Yeah. Sit down and watch uh, the news. The, soap, the same thing being repeated. You say, you only need to hear it. Everything is repetition. It's Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Donald Trump. How long can you trump? <laughs> oh. Early in the morning, he says, and be ready early in the morning unto Mount Sinai and come up in the morning unto Mount Sinai. A place. A place. Mount Sinai, a place. And present thyself there unto me at the top of the mount. Okay? Aha, uh-huh, this is the next point. So the first one is early in the morning. The second point, and no man shall come with thee. Come on. So it means it is time spent alone. You cannot have quiet time with your husband. No! I'm preaching Hallelujah. Some people have family devotion. That's fine, but that, that's not quite time. That's a family devotion. Fine, you can do that, but that's not quite time. That is why you should tell your husband, "Leave me alone. Get the, leave me alone. I'm having my quiet time for the next thirty minutes. For the next one, that don't disturb me. It's not that you have your quiet. Where's my socks? Where's my towel? I need time alone." And husbands are supposed to allow their life to have a quiet time alone. 
<laughs> I got I got an amen on that one. I said I got an amen on that one. Yes. Hello. Yeah. And the reverse is true. Children should allow their parents to have quiet time alone. And parents should allow their children to have quiet time alone. Quiet time is not effective when it is with somebody. That's why I say, Jesus, lover of my soul. When you love, you want to be alone. Shall come with me. So all of us must develop, see, 24 hours in a day. Carve a time of the day, preferably early in the morning. You see, I, I'm not, I don't want to pretend. Even me, the pastor, when I don't have it in the morning, it almost doesn't happen. Yeah. Hey, Reverend, I work in the night. Hmm, pray about it. If you work in the night, what I will tell you to do is that then when you come back from work, you are usually very sleepy anyway. So I don't know how you can have an effective quiet time when you are coming, you are so sleepy. So maybe what I will do, because when I used to work in the night, when I come, I come and sleep. Then when I wake up, before I do anything, I take my waking up as this is, this is my morning. So I don't come, I don't come and do the night shift. I sleep and I wake up. And when I wake up, I have to do this day before I have a quiet time. It will not happen. Quiet time must be done first thing waking. Whether you wake up in the afternoon or in the morning, first thing you wake up before you get, get out. That's what you need to do. It. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. First thing. Church, are you hearing me? Yeah. A lot of us are deceived because we don't have quite our quiet time. Amen. He said, "And no man shall." He said, "He said, uh, and no man shall come up with thee. Neither let any man be seen throughout all the mount. Neither let the flock nor the heads. You see, neither let the flocks nor the heads feed before. The, oh God, goodness. Neither let the flock. You see, neither let the flock nor the head." What is the flock in the head? Things they are going to feed. You're going to hear. What are flocks? Because when you come, I don't hear even any cow down the road. I don't hear any cow. I don't hear any sheep down there making mad because they are distractions. They are distractions. You cannot have your quiet time with your cell phone on. Bing, 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 bing. They are distractions. No distractions. The meeting that I am having with you don't need any distraction. I need to concentrate. Quality time. Because when I me, so you cannot have your quiet time, your phone turned on. From time to time, you check your WhatsApp. You check your uh, email. You check your Facebook. I mean, can you imagine? I'm talking to you. We are engaged. We are looking at each other. And as we are talking, we are talking. Oh, hey. Then from that, I'll look at my phone. What will you think? Talking to you. Hey, yeah. so last night, how was it? Oh, I see. Hey. What will you say? 
Disrespectful. What are you looking at? Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? I'm here with you. Who else are you talking to? No cattle. No head. I don't want anything to disturb the atmosphere. Why are you having your quiet time with the TV on? Have quiet time by CNN is in the background. Then as you are saying breaking news, then you turn. Another Trump. How many Trump do you want to hear? <laughs> Church, I'm not out of words. We are just time. we are done for today. We'll continue next week. Stand up to your feet and let's go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If we don't hear from you, what will we do? Wanting you more each day. Yes, Lord. Show each day. Us your each day. Each day. Perfect way. There is no other way that we can live. Oh, I love it. Sing it. We need to hear from you. We need to hear from. We need to hear from you, Lord. If we don't hear from you, what will we do? Jesus, 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 wanting you more. every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm talking about a relationship with God. And you begin your relationship with God by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior. So if you are here and you are not born again, you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You cannot have a quality time with anybody you don't know. So if anybody here, you are not saved, you are not born again, at this point, I don't want any movement all movement should cease with every head bowed and every eye closed you are not born again please tap your hand and I'll pray for you you want to give your life to Jesus we'll do it every Sunday you need to be saved you need to be born again Father we thank you this morning for every soul that is here thank you that none shall perish in Jesus name I pray Amen wonderful put your hands together for the Lord and be seated hallelujah We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.